Coming up, Publicis Media record their first big media win of the year. Some highlights from the FT Media and Digital Conference. And finally, uh, an interesting perspective from one of the UK's leading independent media agencies. Hello and welcome to IDCOM's Media Snack, episode 20. Uh, so today we are talking about publicist media in the UK, their first win, and I'll explain why we think it's a win. Earlier this week you attended the FT Digital Media Conference and you've pulled out some key highlights from that session. did, Mr Sorrell was there, yep. Sir Martin Sorrell was there. Um, and finally we've got an interesting perspective from the, from the trade press written by... Uh, one of the founders of a leading media independent agency in the UK, uh, referencing a continuing reference of trust and transparency in media. Uh, all coming up on IDCOM's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. So, uh, first up today, publicist media that we've spent months talking about, and we, we announced a few weeks back that they had revealed their new structure and we were wondering when they might notch up their first win for media on the board um, on the basis that that might be a validation of their new structure and their new positioning. Well, it's happened That's right. quickly. So, uh, I mean, not only were we wondering it, we were, we were hoping for them to get an yeah. early win, right? And, um, and it happened this week. So they have been awarded the £95 million ASDA account. Yep. Um, Which is a big supermarket in yeah. the UK, and it's uh, it's owned by the Walmart Group. But they were awarded it, so um, there was no pitch. Um, uh, Asda appointed a new marketing director, a new CMO, uh, a guy called Andy Murray from Walmart. Not the tennis player. Not the tennis player. <laughs> um, and uh, and he'd obviously had uh, a pretty strong relationship with publicist media through his time working with Walmart. Right and decided to change his, his agencies, both creatively and media. The whole process apparently took, took a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, when there was no pitch? There was no pitch from so what can we, we can Can we call this a win? Of course we can give them a win, absolutely. Okay. They've been awarded it on... On, on some merit. On some merit. Yep. Okay. Um, and, but I mean, you know, the, the, the incumbent, so VCCP uh, was the creative incumbent and Cara had, I think, a two a two-decade-long relationship with, with Asda. So it's, it's a, quite a blow to them. Um, but it's been awarded to Saatchi and Saatchi uh, creatively. Mm -hmm. And from a media perspective, uh, it's, it's gone within publicist media. There are conflicting reports. Uh, we've read some places that uh, Optimedia uh, 449 have secured the, the responsibility and others at yeah. Zenith. Uh, either way, uh, publicist media have just got their first big win. So many congratulations. So next up, uh, the FT Digital and Media Conference. You attended it earlier this week. Yes. Um, and you, were, you had front row seats, by all accounts. Uh, I did, yeah. For the Mart Sir Martin Sorrell fireside chat. I did. Um, anything interesting that Sir Martin shared with? <laughs> He's not really very quotable, frankly. I didn't write down much. Uh, no, it was very good. So it was a two-day conference in London, uh, the FT Digital Media Conference, um, the, the premise of which is focused on media as more from a content and vendor perspective. So right. um, some of the big names that were there were representing um, some of the big, you know, more traditional media, whether that be 
you know, The Guardian Group, Channel 4, these are quite UK specific, uh, BBC, and then a lot of new content players, I mean, you, you know, YouTube, Refinery29, uh, with their um, lot, lots of other uh, content and kind of new startup uh, media vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the, the perhaps the most interesting thing from our perspective was that uh, Sir Martin Sorrell, CEO of WPP, did a, uh, a short fireside chat, but he, he managed to pack a lot into it. So I, was, I was sat on the front row and scribbling furiously. Um, but it, I think there were three, to me, three big takeouts. The major thing was he, he talked about how their agencies were differentiating. So in this slightly more conservative outlook, how could they still win as an agency group? Um, and he talked about five different things, which I'm going to tell you about, actually, because I can't remember them. I'll write them all down. Uh, so this is the way that he says that the, the agency companies are going to differentiate themselves within, uh, sorry, as WPP versus their competitors. Uh, and he listed five things. Talent, mm-hmm. which is a thing we were talking about actually last week. Yeah. Uh, was one of the questions we did on <coughs> Q&A. So their talent. Uh, pricing, which you'd expect from a media perspective. Yeah. Obviously, they compete, compete on pricing. The third thing was technology. Um, so he referenced, obviously, a lot of the tech businesses, particularly the, the related to media buying, yeah. Zaxis, AppNexus, and many, many others. Uh, data yeah. was the fourth thing. Uh, so they've made acquisitions or uh, bought stakes in companies, data companies like Comscore, like Rentrack, um, and many others that he listed off. And the final thing was content, which was really the most relevant for that conference yeah. because WPP have stakes, uh, have bought stakes in Vice, for example, have bought stakes in Refinery29 and others. Um, and so he thought that their position in content was a differentiator, which is probably fair. The second thing was uh, how they spend their money. How right? they spend their money. They've got an enormous book, right? So what, seventy-five billion? Seven, about, yeah, seventy something billion dollars that WPP media agencies invest on behalf, each year on behalf of uh, their clients. Mm. Um, and given that the global marketplace is about five hundred and twenty billion, you can see that's a significant proportion yeah. of the global market. Um, and he was asked um, by the the, uh, the moderator. Uh, who the scale of this relationship with Google yeah. as an example and when they did their earnings report and I think from Davos actually uh, a month or so ago uh, Sorrell had said that Google was their biggest single media vendor relationship mm-hmm. to the tune of four billion dollars a year yeah. uh, which he anticipated would grow over five to over five billion this year it's good news for Google I suppose um, so that's been reported before. He then, t- then went on to talk about second, third, fourth place. Second is, is Facebook. Yeah. So Group M agencies spend over a billion dollars a year with Facebook. It's quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's probably likely to grow as well, as we've discussed before. And then he, he, he was asked about the potential merger. At the moment, Yahoo is kind of up for sale. Yeah. I don't know if that's officially up for sale or it's just being reported mm-hmm. as being up for sale. Um, and in the US, this aggregated AOL, Verizon, Microsoft company, whatever it's called, um, is rumoured to be looking to then bolt on Yahoo or acquire yeah. Yahoo. And those combined properties would re- represent about $800 million 
dollars worth of Group M spending, which would actually put them third in the pecking order behind Google, Facebook. Mm. Um, but interestingly, he said, I don't know whether he meant to say this, but he said and, uh, that that combined entity would steal third place from Zaxis, uh, which, yeah. is, which is their owned media trading function. Suggesting that Zaxis is, a, is considered a, a media vendor. Well, that, uh, from what he said, yeah, would suggest that they regard Zaxis and Stroke AppNexus mm. as the third biggest media vendor that Group M spend with, but then it's owned uh, by WPP. So, um, you know, it highlighted one of these grey areas, yeah. right, which is, you know, is, can an agency be buyer mm. and seller? But from the language he was using yesterday, it's clear that, that he regards uh, Zaxis and AppNexus as a, as a media vendor, the third biggest media vendor mm. with a relationship with WPP. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was interesting. The, the final thing, which I think was really the headline from right. his speech, which got us all tweeting, um, was that uh, he was asked whether there would be any further consolidation in the media agency landscape. And at a holding group level. At a holding group level. Right. Now, we know that there are six major holding groups globally, which, as we've said many times before, control 90% of the world's media uh, investment. Um, and he's predicting that, and his words were, it won't be long before there will be four. Okay. Uh, now, he said that he's expecting two of them to merge. Now, to get from six to four, you need two to merge and then another, another two to merge. Or four of the big ones swallow up two of the slightly smaller yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. It's possibly a good thing for agencies to find growth through acquisition to you know, appear, appease their ever-hungrier investors and, and shareholders. Um, does it... It's not probably that good news for the media vendor market. No. To, to that spend and concentration to be uh, focused in only four major buying points. Right. But good for, for you know, the media independent sector uh, and opportunities within the independent sector to perhaps come in and you know, have a clear point of view that differentiates yeah. themselves from even a greater, tighter concentration of, of agencies within the big, perhaps, future for holding groups. It's funny you should say that. I know. Because that leads That's us nice directly on to yeah. our third element today. Okay, so nice segue there. Yes. Um, a really good article appeared in the in the UK trade press, uh, written by Jenny Bingham, who is the founder of an independent media agency in the UK That's called right. The Seven Stars. Um, and we've tracked their progress for some time. They've been going a few years now. Uh, but they are now the largest independent yeah. in the UK. And so according to, to Media Week, the best, right? They won Media Agency of the Year did. this year. Yeah. Uh, they've got uh, an enviable new business track record um, and, and Jenny's at the helm of it and, and is very kind of outspoken on mm. you know, industry critical issues yeah. um, and on the back of the, uh, the transparency study that, yeah. that, we, um, that we published there we go leave a comment and we'll send you a copy it's very uh, nice isn't it, yeah. you like it yeah I do <laughs> um, so Jenny, Jenny commented on it so uh, you know Trust is, is perhaps at an all-time low between brands and advertisers, between yeah. brands and agencies, I should say. And, and transparency in the way that media agencies 
earn their money is at the heart of, of this kind of issue. Yeah. Um, and Jenny uh, published an article uh, and she had a very clear point of view as to how the seven stars uh, approach transparency. And yeah. she was uh, categoric in the way that uh, they earn their money. They only ever earn their money through working with brands. Um, and she provided, interestingly, I think, five or six key points for advertisers yeah. in uh, beginning to address this. And uh, it's all about taking control, greater control, I think, internally, yeah. uh, empowering themselves with the right kind of decisions, the right kind of questions, yeah. and not being afraid to go and challenge their agencies if they feel that something is not quite right. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a really well-structured, really well-written uh, piece that, that I hope will, will set uh, an interesting precedent uh, when other agencies begin to discuss this topic. Yeah, we do. Okay, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Bye for now. Have a good weekend.